In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of The Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, baseball isn't boring on the go. Because when news breaks, we have to get reactions, especially when it comes to the Mets. Because there's only one person on this podcast who owns about 50 million items of Mets gear. Producer Evan. Evan, you all right? You all right? Yeah, hanging in there. It's sad to see. The the highs and the lows of your existence. Yeah. You're at an all-time high with another great power ranking. Yeah. Getting a lot of buzz. A lot of buzz about your power rankings. Yeah. And then the low of one of your one of the, the, the pitchers who you were putting all your eggs in the basket of the Mets being good for the next 20 years has yeah. officially retired. And that's Matt Harvey. Yeah, it was uh it was sad to see because he had such a, a great peak back in I think it was like 2012, 2013, and then he missed twenty uh he missed twenty fourteen, came back twenty fifteen. And he had just such an insane peak of his career. And then it just kind of all fell apart. And it was super sad to see because he was like one of the cornerstones of the organization. I mean, every time it was dark night day, every Met fan would come to the ballpark. It was like such a big celebration. It's probably similar to like when Shohei Otani or one of them comes to a ballpark right now and everybody just like, you know, moves all their plans out of the way to see it. It was similar with him when he was on the mound because he was electric. That's a great point, though. It's people forget that 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 was. It's always good when you have you can be a good player, but when you have the player where people are, hey, I got the Matt Harvey ticket, and and that was it, right? I mean, now yeah. you don't really have tickets now. You have I have the Matt Harvey QR code. Um, <laughs> so, but it, it's it that yeah, that was like you would know you were in the middle of it. Yeah, no, it was it was insane. My catchphrase there. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy to see because between him and then having Noah Syndergaard also on the team at the time, where he was Thor, they were all like all these superheroes, you know, because they were just pitching out of their minds, and it was just a sight to behold, and it really got you excited about the future. And it was such a shame when he he started going downhill, and then these past few years have been rough. So I kind of I didn't. I didn't want this day to come. I thought maybe Mets give him another chance, maybe put him in AAA, see if he had anything left. But I, I had a feeling this day was coming. So I should have uh, I should have reached out to our WBC expert Sean Spradling. I didn't remember that he pitched for Team Italy. Yeah, yeah, he actually did decent this year too for Team Italy. So it was like that was the weird thing. It was almost like a last ditch thing where you were like, oh, maybe there's something left. But it was like I think. He probably got to the point where maybe nobody was reaching out, and he was like, "All right, I can't just keep trying to, you know, go to the Atlantic League or anything anymore." But here's the thing, Evan. Before we get into sort of looking at taking a deep dive into his career, is that I have to look, I have to find out this definitively where he was at in service time. 
Yeah. Right. He was like at nine years. And when you have a guy like that and you're that close to 10 years, you yeah. do whatever you can to get the I, – I've, I mean, I've seen plenty of guys at eight and a half who, yeah. who are like doing everything they can. So for him to be that close, and maybe I'll you know, I have to, again, look this up, but 10 years is a big deal for players. It's a big deal. for So for him to sort of say, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, it was – it was sad because, and he was, he kept pitching in the minors. And I think when you're such a big star, it's such an ego hit to like be at the top of your game. Everybody comes out to see you. And now to be pitching in the minors and just praying that somebody calls you up, it's just a totally different world. So it definitely, that's another example of baseball humbling you. But um, yeah, it's just, it's a sad thing to see because he was such a star. And then he had that injury. I'm blanking on what the injury was because it was like, yeah, it was, um, yeah, you know what it is. Yeah, it was like it's some kind of like Tommy John, I think, or like side injury or something like that. But yeah, so, so yeah, know. so um, you look at. Uh, by the way, I ran into. I I shouldn't say I ran into. I passed him. Uh, yeah. Kind of recently, I was at the Innings Festival, which is a concert out in Arizona, and we had backstage uh, uh, access because. My co-author was doing stuff there, Joe Kelly. So I was roaming around hauling book, crates of books in the in the backstage of this concert, and yeah. Harvey like walked by. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. man. like first of all, I'm like, he looked familiar. Oh, that's Matt Harvey. I'm like, <laughs> I wonder what Matt Harvey's doing. And I didn't know he was pitching the WBC. I didn't know that he was suspended. He had been suspended because of uh, the the controversy with the Angels. Yeah. Uh, supplying fentanyl and, and and things like that. So I'm just looking up at his career earnings because again, this goes back to the you, you didn't try to get to ten years. Um, it's, I mean, maybe maybe he did. I I, I have to look this up, but his career earnings were twenty nine million dollars. So the year that he made the most was in 2019, which must have been obviously a carryover from. The Mets deal, eleven million dollars. He uh, he made while pitching for the Angels. So um, so he makes his first big payday, two thousand sixteen, uh, and you know four million, five million, five million, then eleven million, and then obviously that runs out. So um, yeah, so I mean he made twenty nine million dollars. Nothing to sneeze at. Pretty good. Um, yeah. did, so. I want to go through his career. You had make mention of it, and you forget. Like, so he was the seventh overall pick in the 2010 draft. I will give you the Mets, um, the Mets uh, clothing item of your choice, if you yeah. can name the six other people before him, which you won't. Can you? Yeah. Name- I know. I know one of them. That's right, Gardner, right, he went. Was he in that top six? Right, that is that is incorrect. You forgot. Uh, so was- I'm, gonna, I'm gonna rattle them off. So yeah. again, Matt Harvey out of the University of North Carolina. Yep, he was picked seventh overall. Uh, so number one in that draft was Bryce Harper. Oh, okay. Uh, number number two, New York Yankee Jamison Talion. Uh, <laughs> number three, Manny Machado. Uh, who's number four? Christian Cologne. 
Nah, okay. He was he was on the Royals when they Royals. were Royals. Yeah, he had he had a good run in the, the World Series, but hasn't done much. Yeah. Um number five, Drew Pomerantz. Oh, okay. Uh now number six is a guy who never made it to the major leagues. Bar- Barrett Lou. L O U X. Oh. Yes. So let's see what Barrett Lou. Oh man. Yeah, he last played in 2016. Man, he flamed out. Got the triple A in 2015 with Iowa and then played independent ball for the next couple of years. And then we haven't heard from him. So wow. Who knew? Uh and then uh and then Matt Harvey. Delano DeShields right after him. Other people of note in that draft. Yasmani Grandal at number 12. Chris Sale, number 13. Dylan Covey, number 14. Uh, ba, 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 Kristen Yellick at number 23. Uh, tw- yeah, 23. Um, yeah, so that's basically the, the meat and potatoes of that first round. But it's it's interesting to look back at where who who succeeded. If you Obviously, Harper and Machado are the be-all, end-all when it comes to that draft. But so that was 2010. And then he makes the major leagues in 2012, which is a big deal for Mets yep. fans, correct? Yep. yep. Yeah. He was he was like a highly touted prospect. He wasn't like Jacob DeGrom where you didn't really know he was, and then he appeared and you're like, oh my God. Like he was he was a guy that everybody was like, All right, we have a, a hole in our rotation. We need this guy right now. Yeah, and he did well. Ten starts that year, 2012, 273 ERA. So obviously he gets put in the rotation the next year. 26 starts. 227 ERA. Holy mackerel. And then uh then he's injured in 2014, correct? And then uh 2015 bounces back. 29 starts. This maybe his best year. I mean, probably his best year, 2015. Yeah. 29 starts, 13 and 8, 29 starts, 189 in the third innings. That's a career high for him. 188 strikeouts, Evan. Um and only 37 walks, 271 ERA. That was the peak of his career, 2015. Yeah, and that was the World Series year, too, for the Mets, where they ended up losing to the Royals. And he was, like, electric the entire postseason, too. I mean, he had this crazy – he, like, out I think it was, like, Cueto or one of the top guys for the Royals at the time. And it was just – that was, like, the buzz around New York the entire, you know, rest of well, that year. Yeah, so, and that's, that's the thing. We can talk about – what did he have? He had one. Uh, he had almost 190 innings in the regular season, but tag on in that postseason another 26 and two thirds innings. So yeah. you know that's one of the things you always have to factor in when you have to talk about workload of these guys. So you um, so obviously you know that was the case because he really went down after that. 2016, four and ten with a four eight six ERA and just 92 and two thirds innings. The next year, he pitches an identical 92 and two-thirds innings in 2017, 6-7-0 ERA. Oh, man. And then, yeah. obviously, in 2018, see you later. Uh, you're- that, was, that was the weirdest thing because he got shipped to the Reds when we were playing the Reds, and they gave us Devin Mazzarocco, so they just, like, walked across the field. It was, like, pretty nuts because it was, like, one of our, you know, our heroes is now going to be right against us on the same, like, day, basically. And and then so he actually pitched decently for the Reds in 2018. He made 24 starts, uh, four you know four five zero ERA. But after that, it was just 
The Angels, what a disaster in more ways than one. Yeah. And uh, he pitched for the Royals. I mean, who could forget that? You know, you, you had four starts, seven appearances, 11-5-7 ERA. The Orioles, like, I think that people actually thought he was going to – that was a time he was going to, in 2021, okay, yeah. he's shown some flashes. The Orioles have this fine uh, – he might have had some good starts, actually, for the Orioles. Let's see. Because, you know, I feel like people were getting jacked up over him for no reason at all. But yeah, for instance, like, he pitches against the Yankees in his fourth start with the Orioles, and he goes six innings, gives up one run. You know? Yeah. The 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 next outing he gives up, he goes against Oakland, five and two thirds, gives up two runs. So through really five starts with the Orioles that last year he pitched, uh, he was good. He was pretty good. And then it just went super downhill after that. So yeah, and he was also toward the end of his career, I think he was starting to become one of those guys like High and Bloom referenced to, where he was such I mean, obviously he did it at the major league level too, but it's just like when they're so highly touted, every team's like, hey. Maybe if we put this guy in our system, we can get something out of him. And toward the end of his career, I feel like that was what it was becoming. Yeah, that's a good. It's a really good point. And like you said, Heim Bloom talked about this: is that that you these guys like Matt Harvey's getting these chances and making probably making a little bit more money too because oh yeah, he, he has that potential. Not only he showed it as an amateur, but early on as a as a professional. So, do you have any Matt Harvey gear? That's most importantly. Um. I don't think so. I'm I, the only like true jersey I have is the David Wright one I'm wearing right now. But I have I have a bunch of like jerseys, you know, like those shirt jerseys. So I have a bunch of those. I think I probably have a Matt Hardy. Oh, do you? At least back in the day. I don't know if it still fits anymore because I got it when I was like twelve. You know. <laughs> <laughs> if you do nothing else for us, please put on your Matt Harvey jersey when you were from when you were twelve, even if it's a half shirt. I don't care. Uh, it's all for content. All right. Um, yeah, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that one of your heroes is retired. Yeah. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, I think it's definitely uh, as much as the 10-year thing might stink. I'm not sure if he reached it or not If we because he has that one year missing. So I don't think that probably counted, right? So then like 2012 to like 2022 could be, but he has that one year missing. So it might be like nine something. He might have just missed it. Yeah. But, I'm, uh, I'm looking up Matt Harvey's service time. He actually, uh, so heading into 2023, he had eight years and 127 days. So he was a little far off. So yeah. like, you, you, that's a good point by you. You know, so um, eight years, a little, a little ways off. But I've seen guys, I've seen guys without much do everything they can to to get to that point. That's a big deal. Yeah. No, yeah, because that's like they get added to all the different MLB plans and stuff like that, I think. Oh, um, yeah. Listen, you get the ticket, you can go anytime you want. It's magical. You get a cake. Um, <laughs> I remember Mitch Moreland, we had him on the podcast last year, and he reached his 10-year right before uh, – I think it was it was a day before he was traded from the Red Sox to the Padres. And they had a – they had a. he's like, we had a party, and it was definitely not covid friendly so in other words everyone was supposed to be in their suite separated he's like we definitely broke a lot of rules and then the next day he was traded but there's this is a whole nother podcast about the parties that people have when they get their 10 years it's a big deal so there you go uh someday you will get your 10 years evan yeah 
10 years of power rankings. You're two, two days <laughs> in. Uh, two weeks in. All right. Uh, all right. Good stuff. All right. Go forth and do whatever you're going to do the rest of the day. Thanks for jumping on.